Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Water is running out. The land has withered into something wretched. Dust has settled on a lonely, barren planet. Not long from now, the hardened survivors of loss of Earth's most precious resource, scrape and struggle. Ernest Holmes, played by Michael Shannon, lives on a harsh frontier with his children, Jerome and Mary. He defends his farm from bandits, he works the supply routes, and he hopes to rejuvenate the soil. But Mary's boyfriend, Flynn Lever, played by Nicholas Holt, has grander designs. He wants Ernest's land for himself, and he means to get it. We are joined today by the director of Young Ones, and that would be Jake Paltrow. He's the writer-director of this film, a terrific film uh, about um, about really kind of a, a sh- Greek tragedy of sorts, uh, a much uh, much of it a family drama, but also about something more than that. Jake Paltrow, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, tell me a little bit about the genesis of the story behind um, Young Ones. Well, there's a few different things. Um, one of the things was I, I, I had reread the Essie Hinton books, you know, The Outsiders and Rumblefish, and I just loved the way that she sort of had um, such respect for these sort of kids in trouble. And, and I started thinking a lot about what a, what a sort of contemporary story by her would feel like or science fiction story, and that was one thing. And I wanted to tell this, this story between the father and the son, and you know, the first scenes I started writing were really about them and... Um, and then there was the, um, I saw this YouTube video of the big dog robot built by Boston Dynamics, mm-hmm. and that had a real emotional quality to it. And I sort of thought, oh, that would be something I'd like to see in this. And suddenly all these, you know, disparate elements kind of came together into w- this story, and that's really where it came from. Yeah, that is a terrific device uh, that you use. Uh, I, you call it the, the original version of it, so this big dog uh, robotic carrier of sorts. It has a... Um, a life of its own, it seems to have, it really brings uh, together the story. It ties a lot of the story together, certainly in a pivotal scene near the end of the film, but it it appears to be, I, I you at least as a viewer, you invest it with sort of a an emotional component uh, yeah. by, by design or just something that sort of played out in the in the making of the film? Well, I wanted to, you know, I've always been interested in robotics and robotic characters in movies, and I wanted to have a character where the central focus was not whether or not it has a soul, that there's some hidden sentience within the thing, and, you know, is it our, you know, I, I really wanted it to be, you know, about what we as people sort of need from it, and what we, that we supply it with all of this sort of feeling and emotion that we need it for in our lives in the case of this film you know a, a big part of that is is the issue of blame in this movie where the machine is sort of blamed for something right. that it didn't do and because it can't speak for itself you know it's something that it accepts I, yeah and it's a terrific device there are a number of devices that you use in the film uh, sort of dramatic devices that I really liked quite a bit but I'll get into those in a minute or two here but I want to first and foremost it's a wonderful story it has the sort of sci-fi western vibe to it and and when i say sci-fi sort of 
in the not too distant distant future is where it feels right. like we are residing um and it it reminds me it's sort of uh, visually of a film that an australian film called wake and fright um yeah sure it, it, and in the sense that the heat the landscape become characters they become integral parts of the story in the sense that you feel them in almost every frame of this film you feel the sort of the desolation of of the landscape these people are dealing with and it really is a beautiful counterpoint to Michael Shannon's character of Ernest Holm who's trying to establish a humanity within his own family and struggles with that I thought the acting was just uniformly terrific across the board here. Tell me a little bit about investing in those characters. Uh, were you writing to a certain cast, or did you did you cast it after you had written it? Tell me a little bit about I, those characters. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I cast it after after I wrote it, and I think, you know, I, uh, starting with the sort of father son you know love story yeah. um, was really about trying to present this boy who didn't know a world before this drought, so he's only seen of life and distress and so in a lot of ways his father is like you know his eyes um, and his and everything really it's like his higher power in a way and so the dedication he sort of has toward him he, he wouldn't he wouldn't know um, how to even really live without him and so so a lot of this movie is sort of figuring out how this boy is going to do that um, and sort of carry the lessons of this father with him you know into the next stage of his life. And so that was a big part of just figuring out who the father would be and who the son would be. And then everything off of that is really a function of starting to tell this, tell this story. You know, um, Nicholas Holt's character, Flem Lever, you know, is, you know, one of the themes in the movie is this idea of blame. And, um, you know, Ernest, as difficult as his life is, Michael Shannon's character, you know, is not somebody who blames anyone else for his predicament, his situation. And he's made a choice so they're not far away from their mother to stay behind in this place and not, you know, move elsewhere to have a better life. Um, you know, he believes the land will come back. Whereas you have a, you know, a, a, in conflict with this boy, Flem Lever, you know, who really blames every for everyone else for his situation. Mm -hmm. And um, and I thought that clash of just, you know, just just in terms of ideals um, was interesting. Yeah, and Ernest uh, Holmes' character is so, uh, as you said, the humanity just sort of, despite everything, there's an allusion to what's happened with the mother and her situation. We're not, I don't think we're really completely clear on, on how her situation came to pass, but um, throughout it, um, his character is really, um, not only is he compassionate, but he's reasonable. And I don't think, that oftentimes in characters, I don't, don't see that. I'll see one or or the other. Uh, and in my, and in Ernest's character, I always felt that he was really trying to do the right thing. And despite the hostility that he was getting from from a lot of different sources, he continued to sort of maintain that and um, really grounds this film in so many ways. Um, it it gets us into so much of the rest of the story. And I just thought it was yeah. really well written. One of the things I want to compliment you on, by the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Jake Paltrow. The film is Young Ones. It opens uh, today, Friday, um, October 17th at the NoHo, the, the North Hollywood, the Lemley NoHo in uh, North Hollywood. Um, is The writing is just terrific across the board for all of the characters. I really felt invested and I understood where all of the characters were coming from. 
Oh, wonderful. Great. And so to, so that in, on top of the fact that this is a really solid cast of people. And I, um, I, I really, this is one of the best in terms of a small ensemble of people. The acting is some of the best I've seen in, in quite some time across the board. Um, I, I mentioned casting earlier. Uh, Nicholas Holt, um, Elle Fanning, and Cody Smith um, McPhee are all really, really good. Um, again, you said you had written it and then cast it. Um, Nicholas seems to be a guy on the rise here in terms of his acting career. Did What caught your eye about him and his, in his uh, performance? Well, I had seen him in the Tom Ford movie, um, A Single Man. And, and, and what I l- liked about Nick in that is you don't really know who this kid is. You know, is he a hustler? Is, is he an angel? And it's sort of, so he had this enigmatic quality. Um, but underneath it, and it grows in that film, the warmth in him sort of grows. But I, I thought it would make Flem's character in this film infinitely more complicated having a boy that, you, that was such a master manipulator just by his own sort of um, attractive qualities. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was, in fact, exactly what happened. I think the character became much more complex by having Nicholas play it um, than it was on the page. And there's a gray area in, uh, in, in Flem's character now because of the way Nicholas played it that I think gives it um, a really great sort of edge. And I I agree. Having uh, when in watching it, I liked him all the way through, despite some of the some many of the choices he made. I I, yeah. I was drawn to him, and I can't completely discount the idea that he was trying to do the right thing. If that's the if I'm putting that correctly, I mean, it just felt I was with him, <laughs> even yeah. though his actions are at times uh, reprehensible. But well, well, there, well, I think that's the idea. You're exploring somebody who you know, for lack of a better term, is bad, but he's right. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a complicated thing when we're talking about life or death um, sort of issues. And so if, if in this film, you know, getting water back to this farm, if that's a life or death issue, you know, this boy was in fact right. That's, and thank you, and I think we need to touch back on that in terms of this sort of Western, it has a look of a Western. Obviously, it's not in the traditional sense, but it that uh, trying to sort of withstand the uh, the rigors of the the environment that they're in and trying to make good on it. It's sort of a it's a reboot of the idea of a Western in some ways because there, of that. I very much see it as a Western. It was something the way I yeah and, and approached it that way. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to say uh, obviously with a very modern or how would you characterize it? I keep saying sci-fi. I'm not sure I if. Think- I, I, I refer to it as a futuristic Western. There you go. When people, when people ask me. Um, and also, again, um, the, the performances, again, moving down that, uh, down that list. Uh, El Fanning and Cody Smith McPhee, who I thought, I mean, just terrific sort of uh, son and daughter of Michael, uh, yeah. of Michael Shannon's character. I understood where, El, where she was coming from. I understood where... Cody was coming from, and again, sort of emerging in in Cody's character, the I say the growth, but the capacity to do what he needs to do is just beautifully rendered by him as an actor. A really, yeah. tell me a little bit about their characters, so I'm, because so people understand a little bit more what I'm talking about. Well, you know, well, the idea is really that this boy has no real identity yet. You know, he's. He has sort of created a fantasy life for himself, um, you know, in a world that doesn't have very much to offer him. And so he really lives for this family. And it's, 
you know, his, his loyalties are sort of torn between his father and his sister, and he protects, you know, his sister's lies that he knows about, um, but at the same time sort of worships his father. So it's, that's his central conflict in this boy's, this boy's life. And for Elle's character, Mary, I mean, this is a girl who saw the world before the drought comes. She knows there's a world of opportunity out there and sort of luxury, and I think she feels entitled to it, and that her father should in some ways be... Um, you know, delivering this to them. And I think she sees him because he is culpable for um, the accident that rendered their mother a quadriplegic. I think she carries a lot of anger about his right. failure, just as a, as a man, as a, as a human being, and as a father. And so she finds solace in this relationship with somebody that she sees as sort of much more capable than her father. So you're finding a girl sort of the end of adolescence right. who in fact realizes, you know, that her father is not you know, is not God and has moved away from that. Thank you, because that's exactly where I felt like it was, was she was still somewhat of the mind that, you know, dad can take care of everything. And as you said, she was around when things were much better. They had a life, they had things going on. And she, this is the last sort of vestige of her, of her breaking away from him is that the idea that he can't fix everything he can't make it even though he seems to be doing what he reasonably can to do so and it's uh it's a quite a and i think and i think the father recognizes that he can't either yeah and that's a major problem for him too and and, and that's another part of of ernest holmes and and michael shannon's performance is i feel that about him that his his sort of self-realization he's a very self-possessed character but the realization that he has that he can see this in his daughter, and that gives him the patience to be able to deal with her and to, and to talk to her, to try and talk her out of doing some foolish things in the process. And it's, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm really, honestly, very much taken, uh, Jake, with this film. I really oh, enjoy, please. yeah. Um, how, and are you, I, I don't know this, so I'll, if I have to cut this out, are you in town for, uh, for the opening here in Los Angeles, or are you going to be at the... No. Yeah, well, there's going to be um, we're going to do a Q and A on Friday night at the at the other. So there's it, it's at the Lemley NoHo and it's also at the Sundance um, Sunset. Okay. Uh, no. Nope. Are you Sunday. going to do both uh, theaters or what do you? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know they've scheduled Friday night at, at the Sundance Sunset, but I don't know about any of the NoHo. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll we'll work on. <laughs> we'll hopefully yeah. uh, we'll find out uh, and and we'll let our, our listeners know as well. Um, I'll post that to the website. But uh, okay. yeah, I, I again, I really uh, want to congratulate you on on a whole slew of very, to my mind, very accomplished uh, um, things that you were able to do with young ones. The writing, the acting, the directing, and the cinematography. Oh, by the way, can I throw in a throw in a uh, acknowledgement of Giles now t- Nudgen? Am I? Saying? Yeah, no, Giles Nudgen's our cinematographer. Nudgen. Yes, I mean sh- we shot on film. It's Cinemascope. You know, it's yeah. Um, we, uh, it's a beautiful. He did a wonderful job. Yeah, he did a really terrific job. Well, I, I thank you so much for for being a part of Film School. Um, again, the film is Young Ones. It's uh, is it Screen Media is is distributing it, and you that's where you would go for uh, information about the film. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being a part of Film School, Jake Paltrow. Great, thanks for talking to me. Take care.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Radio.